Welcome to Clearview Community Church Online. My name is Clayton, and I'm one of the pastors here. We are one church in multiple locations, with weekly Sunday morning gatherings in Stainer, Creemore, Collingwood, and Wasaga Beach. Now, you can find all the information that you need about any of these in-person gatherings on our website, clearviewcommunity.church. So today, I get the pleasure of starting a new series. It's titled Seeking Jesus. It's about prayer, and here's how this works. At the beginning of each calendar year, we get together as a church, and we centralize at one of our locations, and every evening for a week, we gather for a prayer service. There's worship, a short devotional, and most importantly, a time of focused and dedicated prayer. This year, our in-person prayer services run from January 8th to January 15th, 2023. If you are watching this sometime during that time frame, I'm inviting you to explore one of these services with us. It tends to be one of the most powerful weeks of ministry throughout the entire year, and I am eagerly anticipating it. Seeking Jesus. What's the meaning behind that? If you're like me, uh, sometimes you understand the power or the place uh, or underestimate the power and place of prayer. Tyler Staten, pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, wrote in his book, Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools, that prayer, it invites you to learn to listen to God before speaking, to ask like a child in your old age, to scream your questions in an angry tirade, to undress yourself in vulnerable confession, and to be loved, completely and totally loved in spite of everything. And yet most people, even most Bible-believing Christians, find little life in prayer. Prayer is boring or obligatory or confusing or most often all of the above. So why seeking Jesus? Because for some of you, it's a reminder that prayer is a beautiful gift that you rarely open. For some of you, prayer is a form of communication with the savior of your soul that you've forgotten to talk to. And for some of you, prayer needs to be less about seeking solutions and seeking blessings for the things that we don't like and needs to be more about seeking Jesus. So for our week of prayer, we are looking at a prayer of King David. Now, this is the David from David and Goliath story that you might have heard as a kid. And he writes a prayer in Psalm 63 that says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night, because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth and they will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him while the mouth of the liars will be silenced so it's a pretty powerful psalm by David, but what's actually happening when he writes this? What causes him to cry out? Well, in 2 Samuel, David's son Absalom, 
He creates a methodical and a calculated attempt at overthrowing his father as king of Israel. He buys all kinds of loyalty of people, and David actually has to run for his life from his son. So in the midst of this betrayal by his own son, the relational and the emotional anguish that it brings, and the possibility of having no food, no water, no home, no safety, David writes the lines, You God are my God, and earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you, in a dry and parched land where there's no water. And this is where I believe we get a glimpse into why David is called a man after God's own heart. The reality of David is that he's got a track record of amazing moments of faithfulness and greatness, and at the same time, a track record of boneheaded, immoral, and foolish decisions that really affect other people, but still called a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he seeks after God in the midst of this terrible situation. He's in a bad spot. He's literally going after God's heart. So place yourself in a similar story or in this story. You're an owner of a family business. You've worked hard for many years. You've slayed some giants. You've built an empire. You've gone through battle after battle after battle, and you've poured your blood, sweat, and tears into this business. It's something you're proud of. But at the same time, your son has slowly and methodically gained the trust and the loyalty of your employees and your clients, and he is actively now trying to run you out of the family business that you started. He's done something behind your back with the finances, so you have no money. Your mortgage payment, it's gonna be missed. Your heat, hydro, water, forget those getting paid. And good luck paying for groceries. If you stay, you're probably gonna lose it all. No one is on your side. He has all the loyalties of the people. So you turn to God, and, and what do you pray? Do you pray, God, change his heart? Do you pray, God, help the employees realize who I am or who he is? Do you ask for his plans to fail? Or do you pray the prayer of David? God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you and I thirst for you. What does David know that we need to be reminded of today? I think first he knows that the truest of needs in our human existence is what? It's explained in thirst. Think about the deepest needs for survival we have. Food, water, shelter, thirst ranks really high up there. The human body, it can last a couple weeks without food, but water. Well, water, even with the best of conditions, you could only last a couple days. Thirst is basic. It drives survival instinct. The impact of thirst on our civilizations is incredible. Where do large cities, settlements, and communities build? Around water. Why? Because our thirst drives us back to that water every day. And David speaks of his need for God in the same way. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. I watched this television show once where 12 men from the UK were sent to an island and had to figure out how to survive for one month. They spent their first four days searching and scrambling for a water source as their primary job. Why? Because thirst is the most basic, most immediate, most important need for human survival. And David says to God, I thirst for you. You are my most basic, most immediate, most important need for surviving this chaos, for surviving this rebellion and the rejection and the brokenheartedness. You, God, my soul is longing for you the same way that I long for a drink of water in a dry and parched and desperate desert. Now, this theme about spiritual thirst and seeking God in our thirst, it's common throughout the Old Testament and even into the teachings of Jesus as well. 
In Psalm 107 verse 9, it says, God has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. In Isaiah 12 verses 2 to 3, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Therefore, you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. And this Psalm 63 we use today as our focus isn't the only time David uses the thirsty soul idea. In one of his more famous writings in Psalm 23, he writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. And later in Psalm 143, David writes, I stretch out my hands to you, my soul longs for you as a parched land, or you might be able to say a thirsty land. So what do we do with this? Well, this week of prayer, where we are seeking Jesus, it makes sense in the backdrop of the story of David on the run. That in the middle of the troubles and the chaos, he seeks God the way a parched person seeks water. Now in John 7:37, Jesus is at a festival that remembers the Israelite people living in tents during their wandering time in the desert and how water is a scarce resource. Real thirst occurs in these memories. And Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And slightly before that, Jesus meets a woman at a well and there's plenty of water there. But in John 4, verses 13 and 14, Jesus answers and says to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give them shall never thirst. That water I give to him will become a well of water springing up to eternal life. God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in this dry and parched land where there is no water. It's a prayer that recognizes there is a lot going on. There is a lot to pray for. There's a lot to pray about, to bring to the throne of goodness and grace and say, God, I need your help here. And yet I remind myself and I remind my soul, I remind my heart and my mind that my most immediate, important, life-giving, life-sustaining need, it's you, God, it's you. So what's prayer? Well, there's lots of good definitions for you to look at, but can I propose one today? Prayer, it's the human heart and the human mind saying to God that you are my greatest need. Let's pray. So Lord, today we pray that you are our God and we are yours. And in the middle of the mess, you are what I need. In the middle of my sins and my stresses, in the middle of my work conflicts, my marriage troubles, my family troubles, my addictions and more, we remind ourselves that you are the one I earnestly seek. In a land where there's nothing else that will satisfy the desires of my soul, God, we seek you first. Amen. So thank you for joining me today here at Clearview Community Church. We exist to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We have incredible children's programs and vibrant and exciting youth programs and many opportunities for you to connect and grow as a follower of Jesus Christ. For all the information that you will need or to find information about our in-person gatherings, visit our website, clearviewcommunity.church and you can click on the What's Happening link. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you.